Welcome to The Rulebook. I'm your host, Alex Palmer, and I'm the queen of learning things the hard way so you don't have to. On this podcast, we're talking about the mistakes I made and the lessons I learned along the way to create the rules I now live by. On each episode, we'll be discussing a new rule, how I created it, why it came about, and how you can apply it in your own life. So let's get into it. Welcome back to The Rulebook, everybody. Thank you so much for being flexible with me this week as I navigate my brand new personality trait, which is complaining about how I now have acute bronchitis. Originally, I was diagnosed with RSV some four weeks ago. Don't worry, I'm not contagious anymore. You're not going to get anything by listening to this podcast. But basically, it's now become bronchitis. And anyway, I'm suffering. Okay, you can hear that in my voice. And I'm dying to feel normal again. This weekend, I actually went to go see a play and it was three hours long. And I did not know that it was going to be three hours long. And the whole time I was sitting there praying for it to end so I could go and cough. I think that 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 about sums it up. But enough about me and my woes. Let's get into the episode. This week, England's got a brand new monarch, baby. And guess what? It's a boy. It's a king. That's right. Prince, Prince Charles. King Charles had his coronation over the weekend. And guess who was in attendance? That's right. The spare heir, Prince Harry. Now, if you know me, you know me. I am a Harry and Meghan sympathizer. Don't turn this episode off. This is not what this episode is going to be about. But I am a sympathizer, so I am Team Harry, Team Meghan. But the news of the day was the fact that Harry got in and out of there in under 28 hours. He didn't stay for any after-party lunches. He didn't. Uh, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't on the balcony when they all waved to their loyal subjects of England. No, he took off to Heathrow Airport mere moments after the ceremony in his. Tails. I guess he was wearing tails. They were Dior. So that that says a lot. And not only that, but this is a detail that I thought the media was ice cold for covering. The fact that Prince Harry sat in the third row. That's right. He was not in the first row with Kate and William, his brother. He was in the third row with Prince Andrew. I know. Prince Andrew is the one who had the little friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. So that says a lot. So what is rule number 24 then? (laughs) Well, as someone who sat in the third row of her grandpa's funeral when she was a mere 18, I think I know a thing about family drama. Rule number 24, blood is not always thicker than water, no matter how many times they try to tell us that it is. Here's the tea, the British tea. This is the first time Harry has seen his family face-to-face since his memoir, The Spare, I believe that's what it's called. I'm going to feel really dumb if that's not what it's called, came out a couple of months ago. And obviously, there were a lot of things said in that book that the family probably would have preferred for him to keep his mouth shut on. He obviously revealed a lot of family secrets and, um, you know, none too flattering portrayal of his brother, William, apparently discussing one of their altercations they had when William um, lunged at him. And just the fact that the family, he also accused the family of planting different stories about one another in the British tabloids to take the heat off of their respective little houses. It's definitely like a Hunger Games situation happening. So yeah, so that so the media was obsessed with, okay, how's this gonna go? How's this gonna play out? We already knew that Meghan Markle would not be attending and they were able to use their 
their son Archie's fourth birthday as an excuse. It was like, hey, my son turns four this day, so, you know, I'm going to stay with the kiddos. Harry, as your family, boo, you go have a great time. So Harry came and left as quickly as he flew in. He spent a grand total of 28 hours in England. You know, I think he showed a lot of grace by even attending the coronation. And even though his wife was home with their kids, even though it was his son's birthday, even though that flight is so inconvenient. My God, I hope he didn't travel private because I'm not about that. But ugh, that flight from California to England, that wasn't fun. And to do that in the same day, I'm sure it isn't fun. So yeah, I think that he did, he literally went out of his way to be there. And <clears throat> Even though the family members seem to probably, I think their avoidance of each other was probably mutual. Why is Prince Harry being, being designated the bigger person? Why can't they all be the bigger person? I mean, they're the ones who are going to get the coin. Prince Harry walked away from the coin and you guys are still mad at him? No, I'm so sick of that. People are mad at you for what they've done to you. It's so hypocritical. So... Uh, Let's go back to me, shall we? When I was 18, my grandpa died. And obviously there was a funeral. And this was a grandpa who was the father of my stepfather. I was someone who didn't know her father growing up. So my stepfather was my father, even though he too was absent. So I spent a lot more time with my grandpa. And when my grandpa died, um, my dad, my stepdad was on his fourth wife. Shocker, shocker. My mom did not attend the funeral. No, she did not. And I kind of wish she had because she would have been there to protect me a little bit, me and my sister. But it's, it was it's a bizarre story. But when we got to the church, my dad's wife, who I had never met before, because everything was very secretive, she obviously sits in the row of my family. There's only so much room in a pew. A pew is a row in a church, in case you don't know. So my ass had to sit behind them. Girl. Yeah. That shit had me crying. I was already crying because I was upset about my grandpa. But then I was upset because it's just like the disrespect. And he, he went on to divorce this woman like he divorces everybody. But nobody really noticed. I mean, it was a power move on her part to make sure that there was no room for me to sit there. And that whole side of the family was toxic and, and whatever. Look, I've had my fair share of toxic family members and toxic ass situations. I could sit here and I could write a freaking odyssey about toxic family. But I'm going to spare you. But yeah, I didn't deserve to sit behind them. And I don't think Harry deserved the treatment it looks like he received there either. Because apparently... Even when they go to the balcony to do the wave to the subjects, to England, to whoever. He wasn't invited up. But Camilla's two sisters were something like that. I think, I hope I'm getting that right. I'm pretty sure I am. Camilla's two sisters were, and they're not, they're not royalty. He was invited to their little after party lunch. But a source close to the family or in the family told the media, well, we were all sort of relieved he didn't accept the invitation. Oh, Really? Because God forbid you guys make peace with this man who traveled here, who didn't bring his wife, who you guys clearly don't like. So this was the perfect opportunity for them to make up. And they shunned him. They shunned him to the third row at the lunch. 
after the coronation, King Charles apparently said a toast to his kids and his grandkids. And he mentioned Archie and Lilibet, who are Harry and Meghan's children. And he said, happy birthday to Archie wherever he is. And they were like, he, he meant it in honest and he, he was sad and that his son wasn't there. But did he did he like really welcome his son? It didn't it didn't really seem like he did, because if anybody has the power to bring Harry back into the good graces, it would be King Charles. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he can get Camilla a crown, I think he can get Harry some dignity back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not buying all that. And the whole. Happy birthday to Archie, wherever he is. I feel like that last part was a dig. They were saying he meant it sincerely, but wherever he... He's in California, babe. You know that. <laughs> and they said it was two grandchildren who he barely knows. This is really sad. <laughs> this is the royal family we're talking about. He doesn't know his grandkids. This is a little... Trashy. <laughs> it's a little trashy. But, um... Yeah, unfortunately, this rule, this rule is universal. Blood is not thicker than water. It's like, it's like those memes. You can meet someone five minutes from now who has better intentions for you than someone you've known for the last 25 years. And that is so true because I've experienced that in friendships. I've experienced that with family members. I think we've all probably seen that even even when you talk about an online presence your own friends don't support your content or they don't send you likes or comments or whatever or the views they mute you but it's the strangers <laughs> strangers will support your content before your best friend does oftentimes because your best friend is afraid of your growth they're afraid of you changing on them changing up on them they're afraid of losing you and unfortunately it seems like the royal family has fully lost Harry. Like, I don't think there's any coming back from this. Maybe he'll go to William's coronation. Though I wonder if he'll be invited, because it seems like William is really good at holding a grudge. I also was reading a report that said everybody was, a, was picked up in their official cars, and Prince Harry was, like, waiting in the back, waiting for his Uber. <laughs> what? Not, okay, look. I don't feel bad for the rich and famous. I really don't. But I just think the treatment of Harry by his family, especially on that day, speaks volumes. And just because Harry and Meghan are the black sheep doesn't mean they're in the wrong. Because there's obviously power in numbers. And now, you know, your dad is the freaking king of England. You know you're not going to win that war. But it is so often that the family member who's ostracized, the family member who's forced to the back is the one who probably doesn't deserve that <laughs> because they spoke their truth and it upset some people and it ruffled some feathers and it's not that I did anything to my grandpa at 18 for God's sake I didn't I didn't even little Alex wasn't as vocal back then now I'm much more vocal and a lot of my family has had issues with things that I've written or things that I've said on the internet or about them in general or even things that I've confronted them with face to face in private spaces so often I've been stonewalled or you know my truth has gotten me into trouble
think family saw me as one way and they were super irritated when I started to poke holes in the box that I was in. And so when I started to act or I started to write or I started to be more vocal and show up on camera or show up on the internet in more ways, it got under their skin because they weren't used to this version of me. Because in their eyes, I was somebody totally different. So it's like, who's this imposter? Who's this person? We don't know her. We don't like her. We just want her to turn back into what she was. And when that inevitably does not happen, relationships are changed forever. Here's like a bonus rule. Just because somebody doesn't like what you have to say doesn't mean that what you're saying is not the truth. I believe what Harry said. I believe that Prince William probably lunged to his ass. And I believe that they probably planted tabloid stories about him and Meghan just to like fuck around. Of course, it seems like very in line with all of their pattern. And if you want to look at Diana, we already know what their blueprint was. The fact is, he's got the truth, but they've got the money. <laughs> okay, so hopefully Harry writes the spare too pretty soon. So he can get even more money. But you know, family does not always have your best interest at heart. I have learned that many times the hard way. And I know people have been like pretty off put by Harry and Meghan talking so publicly about their experience. But the fact is, it's their experience to talk about. And if the royal family thinks that they're untouchable or a family in general thinks that they're untouchable, they've got it wrong. They've got it wrong. And I think he's totally entitled to tell his story and he's entitled to capitalize off of it because that's what the royals do. They've capitalized off of their own images countless times. So yeah, why shouldn't Harry make a living? Why shouldn't he tell this story? Because a lot of people are interested in hearing his story. Uh, this episode has been short and sweet because I'm very sick. And also my mom has moved in with me, so that's a whole other thing that I don't have time to talk. Well, I have the time, I just don't wanna bore the shit out of you. My mom has moved in with me, so this week I found it um, hard to carve out the time and space literally to make this episode. So that is why it is coming out on a Wednesday instead of on its usual Monday schedule. But next week, this should not be the case. Subscribe to this podcast if you liked it and follow me at Serious Actress on across all social media platforms for more. Bye, guys.